Hello ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Sucker. I'm your host, Sean Murray, and yes, we did one about a couple hours ago, but as I stated in my last, in my last episode, is we try to do them as best as we can. We knock them out as much as we can, the episodes, to, um, of course, with my uh, work schedule, and like I said before, I work a lot of nights, so, you know, like I sleep during the day, work at night, so we don't get a chance to do these episodes as much as, much as I like to, but... On a day off, we get a chance to knock out episodes. At least we get a chance to put some out there. We did one, like I said, a couple hours ago. And now we're going to do more catching up. We'll touch up on some more subjects uh, in this episode. Uh, for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. Please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, fellow co-workers, your neighbors, you know, whoever you need to invite. Please give them, come and invite them on in. Uh, certainly, I I love like I said, I love to hear from my you know hear my viewers. Uh, I'm on Facebook. If you got any questions that you want me to try to answer, or you got a subject you might want to bring up on the show, or you know anything that pops in your head, you know go go ahead and hit me up on Facebook. Um, I know that um, Anchor and Spotify, I believe they have a um, a thing where you can reply to to the show and you know give me your opinion. On the show, or, or send me a question via there. Uh, for those who are in day one, I want to say thank you for being with me from day one. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, neighbors, coworkers, whoever you need to invite. Please invite them on in. As I like, like I said, I want I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and I want to get this, and I want to be. I want to get better and better as I do this. I know it's like I said, it's been. Been a year since last June that we've done this podcast, and um, here we are, brand new year, four days into the new year. And like I said before, last episode, the NFL is is um last this is the last week of the NFL season. Then the playoffs come around, and then the conference games, and then on to the Super Bowl. So, certainly for those who have made the playoffs in the NFL, congratulations to you and your organization, and certainly wish you the best of luck moving moving forward, you know, into the playoffs, and hopefully it can bring your city a championship. Um, again, for those who don't listen to me on Anchor, I am on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music Podcast. I do, um, I'm on, I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I'm on least on those. Uh, if you want, certainly, if you do not listen to Anchor, please, I'm on those. You know, reach. I can uh, certainly be more than happy to um, help you. You know, listen to podcasts, and I wanted to, like I said, I want to keep growing and growing. I want to make it better and better and better. Again, enough of that. I've kind of, I've kind of bored you enough with jumping off the show with rambling on. Let's jump into the first subject. Let's jump into the first subject in the talk of the football world uh, since uh, since Monday, and that it, part of that is a situation, an incident, we shall say, that happened between between Cincinnati Bengals and the uh, and the Buffalo Bills and a young man named Demar Hamlin, and we all know the story by now that uh, Demar Hamlin um, he was trying to make a tackle on uh, T Higgins. Uh, he did make the tackle. He got up. Once he got up, he he pretty much passed. He pretty much passed out. And uh, as we said, the situation is he ran into a cardiac arrest. They had to revive him. The story is, I believe, 
uh, Hamlin's uncle said they had to revive him twice. I believe he was telling a local reporter um, that they had to revive his his uh, nephew twice. Um, he is he's in the University of Cincinnati Hospital. Um, there had been reports come out here in the last you know couple of days. Uh, there has been somewhat of good news that he is that he is arranged to live. He still is in critical condition, but he has shown some signs of improvement, which is good, which is good, which is good for the young man. I certainly wish him and his family certainly nothing but the best, and uh, I hope the young man gets better. And, um, and again, I know he has a, um, I know he's uh, heavy into the community, and I think one of his community, one of his endeavors I think he raises toys, raises toys for young kids who underprivileged kids, and that has since the incident it has quadrupled what he was what he was looking to, to make, what he was looking and his goal he had set, and I think it's like what three million or it's something around there, or maybe even bigger by now. But certainly, certainly it's a, a tragic situation. Uh, it was certainly upsetting for. His team, the Bengals, the NFL, his family certainly, and certainly the people that are there watching the game, and certainly people who, the millions are probably watching, you know, the uh, the game. Um, the game was immediately stopped, and rightfully so. It it, it should have been. Uh, there was there was no way, shape, or form that that anybody on that field would have been in the right mind to continue playing. When you see a fellow, a fellow football player collapse, collapse like that, and it's a horrible, it's 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 a horrible situation. I mean, you know, we've had, I've seen, we've heard stories where high school athletes, college athletes, that are you know are like you know are like in they're in camp, I guess they're in camp or something like that, and they um they collapse, yeah they collapse and. Unfortunately, they don't make it, and I, and I hate to say it, but there are stories out there where it's like some type of some type of a heart condition. But um, certainly, uh, Mr. Mr. Hamlin, um, Mr. Hamlin um, got the immediate got immediate attention from the um, from the Buffalo Bills staff, and um, and again, he was taken to the hospital. And of course, it's still in critical condition, but. Reports are coming out that he that there is some some signs of improvement, which is which is which is great to hear. Certainly, like I said, I wish his family, certainly the young man, you know, the best of luck in his in his in a quick recovery. Um, during the game, and like I said, you can see the Buffalo Bill players that were highly upset, and and uh, I know that um, you know Sean McDermott. Certainly, his he is certainly he is. I'm sure he has a tough task in trying to regroup his team and try to get his team focused. And with the task at hand, that is the New England. That would be the New England Patriots this coming this coming week. Um, and that's certainly going to be a um, a hard task when you got your teammate teammate heavy on your mind, and you have to wonder how focused can the Buffalo Bills be. On the task at hand with the New England Patriots, and that's—I don't think anybody from Sean McDermott on down is going to be that focused 
on trying to beat the New England Patriots when you're still worried about your teammate who almost pretty much died and you might as well say almost died in front of you. Um, certainly, um, there was uh, one thing I did read where uh, Joe Burrow took the team captains, went into the Buffalo Bills locker room to check on to check on the, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills to see how they're doing now for Joe Burrow, a class act right there to check on your to check on your fellow yeah your your fellow football player that is that's that is that's awesome to hear. Um, I know sometimes we get caught up in the competition of the game, but it was um but it's certainly a class act on Joe Burrow's part for doing for doing for doing so. Now there were a couple of um reports coming off of that there of course of course a lot has taken has transpired since since then there have been some you know I guess articles or stuff been written or analysts have come out and said you know and said and said some things that were shouldn't have been said or taken out of context or somebody was saying something that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been said at all whatsoever we certainly know about the um, the Skip Bayless thing and the and the tweet and the tweet that he had sent out during the during the game after the um, young man after the young man had um, collapsed. Um, I think Skip had tweet had, had, had tweeted out something about had something to do with the with the game in general, something about that the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals. I believe it was to the context where. They need to keep. I don't think come out to the context where they need to keep playing, need to keep playing the game because the importance of the game. I think the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals were the winner of the game might have had the a lead. I think into home field advantage at the playoffs. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on that. And and I think it came off where is it came off where Skip Bayless I think was more concerned about that than it was about the. I guess about the, about the about the young man and him collapsing the field. I believe that's how it was taken. I think that's how it was kind of come off and how it was taken. And um, and you know, and uh, I believe it. You know, I believe it ruffled a lot of people's feathers and even ruffled the feathers of uh, his fellow co-host, undisputed Shannon Sharp, who I believe I did not see the show. Um, he did not show up the next day for it. I don't know if it was a, you know, which I'm only going to assume. I'm not in Shannon Sharp's head. I'm assuming that is to, that's to do something to get back up on. Uh, and Skip Bayless for uh, sending out the tweet. I believe Skip had sent out the tweet, had had resent a tweet, and saying he didn't, and he did, it came off the wrong, the wrong way. And of course, I know Skip has caught backlash from many, many, many. Different fellow athletes, I'm sure people that that follow you know Skip on on Twitter. Um, Skip has been around sports, has written sports, written books. He's done it for many many years. And um, Skip at times can come off and say some things a little controversial. I know he's a big Tom Brady fan, hates LeBron James, uh, big Dallas Cowboy fan. If I've got that. If I've got most of that correct, most of that correct about Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is, I I remember watching you know Skip in his days on ESPN. I've always thought Skip was a 
very insightful guy. I've always liked his insights on on things. But I think this is one, and this is one time where Skip might have kind of put his foot, yeah, put his foot in his mouth on this one when he when he tweeted out. I mean, he was more concerned about, I guess, what the outcome of the game could mean for both the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, and not about the player, the player his, the player himself, and. And that's where Skip, I think, got. That's where Skip went off, went off the rails. And um, I know a lot of you know. And there are times where nothing, nothing quite like that. But it's like when somebody gets hit and they get rolled off on a stretcher or you know taken, you know taken away, you know. And so and then the uh, people come back, you know, and um, and they turn around and maybe about thirty minutes later or something like that turn around and continue to play football and and I I can only speculate and I can only guess that's what Skip probably figured he says okay they'll they'll just go back out there and play football a half hour later and get this done but again this is a totally different situation a guy passed out pretty much as you say almost died on the field you might as well say um and you can see the players from both teams are visibly upset and and to try to continue to play that game would have been would have been useless because nobody would have been in their right minds and, and we all know that. Um, I know there was you know and um, I know I think Skip's probably trying to apologize from here till till he's until he's putting the ground. I hate to say that um, for this and this is one time I think people want Skip to be fired from I think from Fox. Um, but again, I think, you know, um, Skip probably, like I said, Skip has probably got himself in a, a lot of heat because of that. And um, and that's something I think Skip is going to have to, is going to be carrying around with him for, um, yeah. I think, um, you know, some people, they watch games and they tweet at the same time. And I'm sure Skip was doing this. And um, maybe, maybe Skip should have, like, waited off got more information like most people did and then if you want to tweet something out you know go do it but I think Skip jumped the gun a, a, a poor judgment call on this part for a guy that's been around sports and has followed sports for many many years um, and again um, again all I can say is is a you know Skip I think I don't want to put the poor maybe jump to conclusions if I want to use that term but I think he should have let, let it play out for what it's worth. And then if you're going to tweet something out, tweet something out. But the bottom line is, the man's life was certainly more important than a game of football. Now, there's another thing that came out that I shook my head off and I was baffled on. And um, I think ESPN analyst Bart Scott, a former linebacker, who played, I think, 11 years in the league, played for the Ravens and the Jets, and he, he said something that... Um, that I had to agree with, and I don't really understand whoever brought this up, and I don't know who brought it up or how it got brought up. And some people are blaming, I think, T. Higgins for the for what happened to uh, the young man, the young man. And uh, I don't really get it. Lamar Hamlin. Um, they were saying to the effect where that if I've got if I've got this understanding this. I correctly 
Um, I think Higgins was trying to get more yardage, and I think he kind of buried his head into into Hamlin, and Hamlin did make the tackle, and that's I think when he got up, and that's when he pretty much you know pretty much passed out, passed out, or you know dropped back to the ground. Some people thought that that was that T Higgins should take the blame, you know, the, the blame for that. Now, and Bart and and Bart's guy came to T Higgins' defense and says, you know, he said that's ridiculous to suggest that. He said, you know, T Higgins is not doing this on purpose. He's, you know, all that, you know, and whatever the case was. Now, I have to agree, and you know, Barstar made the made the point of view and. It's simply this. He goes, you think about it. This is this league has been around, what, 100-plus years now. And you've seen running backs that will lower their heads right into, right into a linebacker, defensive back, or a defensive lineman, where the case is, lower their head to try to get the extra yard or two to try to get that, you know, that first down or, you know, whatever the case, whatever the case is, wants the extra yardage. And that, you know, that... You know, and that's been going on for years. And Bart Sharp, this is just one incident where it was, you know, this is just one incident where, was, I guess, an unforeseen, I guess he was trying to say unforeseen incident. You can't blame T. Higgins for that. And some, there were some people out there that were blaming T. Higgins for what had, for what had happened. Now, being that I'm a Cincinnati Bengal fan, and I'm going to agree with Bart Scott. I'm going to Scott. I'm going to come to T Higgins, and I'm going to come to Bart Scott's aid. And I agree with I agree with I agree with him in the regard as this. Again, he just said it himself. How many years you been in this league, and you got an, and and a running back, maybe a receiver, a tight end, heck, maybe even a quarterback would bury their head and try to get extra you know extra yard extra yardage. And buried a guy in the head's chest, stomach, whatever the case is. Heck, he may bury it in his ribs. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is just one of those one in a billion things that happened, and this and this this happened. This unfortunately this happened, but you can't blame, but you can't blame T you can't blame T. Higgins or any other football player. For something that happened once in, in like an, an ability, an ability and chance, and hopefully, hopefully T doesn't feel you know doesn't feel guilty for it. Um, it's something you know it's again it's something like a, a billion and one chance or you know to to the effect where you know, but to me I think it's absurd to blame T Higgins or anybody else get the blame for what happened to you know to to this young man to this young man and. Um, and I'm sure T. I'm sure T. Higgins, Cincinnati Bengals, and like I said, everybody, you know, everybody in the world is hoping that the young man reco- recovers. Now, whether the young man gets back on the football field or not, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's the furthest thing from his family's mind if he'll ever get back on the football field or not. But. Be honest with you, um, to be honest with you, I never understood. I mean, to me, that was kind of a, that was something that should have never entered anybody's mind to blame, to blame, like, T. Higgins for having Demar Hamlin. You know, I, I don't, 
I don't see that, how that, you know, I just don't see that at all. I think that is kind of a stupid, stupid thing to say. Um, but again, certainly what happened on Monday, it's been the talk of the, talk of the, of the world. Certainly, I hope, I hope the young man, a speedy recovery, um, I hope it gets better. Certainly wish him and his family the, the, the best in, in his recovery. But again, it, again, you can go from Skip Bellis and what he said and, you know, Mark Sharp, you know, making a valid, a valid point for T. Higgins and what, and what had happened. Um, again, it's a, you know, again, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy world out here. Um. It's it shows you it, it, it does show you one thing you could be you could be uh, walking down the street having a good old time and then thirty seconds later you can <laughs> you can drop dead and and then I hate to say that but there are occurrences where that has happened to an ever to an average to an everyday Joe and I guess it's I guess it's I guess the old saying goes is appreciate what you have right now. Because it could be all gone tomorrow, and um, that's kind of how, that's kind of a value that that's a value that I like to have is because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Um, I could be doing this podcast with you guys right now, and who knows after finishing this podcast up, I could I could you know and snap of a finger, I could be you know I could be gone. You don't know, and that's it's they say when time when time comes. It comes, but for Mr. Hamlin, I don't think this time. I really don't believe this time is is up. It's it's a certainly it's an unfortunate thing, and again, I will keep stating I wish him the best. Of, I, I wish him a speedy recovery, and uh, I wish him my thoughts and prayers with him and his family, and I hope he hopefully he gets better, and. Um, Certainly, it's 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 an eye-opening situation. No, not on not on on the football field, but in life in general. You know, life is life is important. Is important. Sometimes life gets take for, taken for granted. And 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 we all know that life gets taken for granted. Um, in a new year, in a new year, we have a new year. You all may have your new resolutions, but again. You know, for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills, the same Bills in the NFL. Yes, they did the right call by not yeah by not continuing the game whatsoever. Now, I know reports have been out there that uh, there's a possibility that the game may not get rescheduled at all. That they may let it go. You know, for what it you know for what it for what it is. Um, I know I believe it was Stephen A. Smith that came out with with something about maybe playing Week 18, let it go. And then let the Bengals and the Bills play, and then push the playoffs back. You know, maybe maybe an extra week. It's a it's a thought. It's a certainly a thought, but to be honest with you, the Bills and the Bengals are both in in are both in the playoffs. To me, I don't think the game is necessary for either team to play. Um, again, it's certainly a um, like I said, it's certainly a. Something that is that you never, you know, you didn't really, you know, thought you would see on the football field. Somebody, you know, getting up for making a, a 
tackle and then collapsing back back on back on the field. Um, and again, it was a scary incident. But again, it's it's something that's I'm sure that's an image that the everybody a lot of people will have on their minds for many 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 years to come. And um, hopefully, like I said before, and I'll say it again, hopefully, um, I wish Mr. Hamlin all the best, all the best in the world, and your in your in a speedy recovery. And certainly, my thoughts and prayers with this are with his with his family. Well, my uh, fellow podcasters, I knew this this was coming at some point, and I was stating this even last year, and now it is. Has come has come to pass. It seems like the uh, Jim Harbaugh back in, in the uh, NFL as a head coach, it's starting to pick up a little bit of steam. Now, there have been a couple of reports out there that Denver Broncos are interested in the services of one Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know, Denver Broncos, new ownership, new money. Um, they're willing to throw money around, do whatever it takes to bring a championship to the city of Denver. And it appears they're willing to talk with Jim Harbaugh and they're willing to give Jim Harbaugh the farm to bring them into Denver to help you know to help make the Broncos a contender. Now there's been a report out there that uh, David Temper, the Carolina Panthers head football, I mean the owner has um hasn't interviewed Jim Harbaugh. I think he has maybe talked to Jim Harbaugh a little bit, but that's about it. So here we go. The Jim Harbaugh train is starting to roll back to the NFL. Um, as I know, Michigan Michigan had a loss to TCU. Michigan, I believe, was, probably, was a heavy favorite to beat TCU in advance into the national championship game to play, which we all know now, the University of Georgia. Georgia struggled to beat a pretty good Ohio State Buckeye team. But now that it's two years ago that Jim Harbaugh has, I mean, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, has has failed to get the Michigan into the national championship game and win a national championship. So now he has failed two years in a row and now here comes the here comes the, here comes the train. Now rumors are that Harbaugh is willing to listen to an NFL team of Brett in. Now the two teams, Denver Broncos, again I think I've said it before, I can see Harbaugh with Denver. Jim you know, Jim Harbaugh versus Andy Reid twice a year. I like that. It'd be very, be very, very interesting. Now, to me, the one possibility that I could see Harbaugh coaching maybe the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers did make the playoffs this year. Um, they struggled at times, but they did get into the playoffs. Um, you know, Brandon, Brandon Staley. I've always, I've had my doubts about Brandon Staley. Granted, he got him into the playoffs this year. But to me, a guy like Jim Harbaugh, I think, could take them to the next level. I think Harbaugh could get them further into the playoffs, maybe the NFC Championship game. You got to remember, Harbaugh got the 49ers to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick as the quarterback. He benched Alex Smith, put Kaepernick in as the quarterback. The rest was history. He got their Super Bowl. Now, I know that um, there are experts out there that says that Harbaugh just can't win the big one. He struggled many years against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State was pounding Michigan the last couple of years. Michigan has caught up to Ohio State and has beaten them. They've gotten to the Final Four, I guess you could say, to determine the national national champion. And he's come up 
short last two years. Now, granted, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan, if Harbaugh came back, Michigan would be in the same boat and have another chance to not only win the Big Ten, but maybe go ahead and get, have another shot at the national championship. But now with the failure of the last two years, it appears that Harbaugh is getting a chance to come back to the NFL. Now with Denver, it'd be a good situation for Harbaugh. You have a veteran quarterback in Russell Wilson. I mean, I think Harbaugh and Russell Wilson could get along, could get along fine. Uh, Harbaugh, who has success in the NFL as a as a coach, a lot of college coaches don't have, have are just coming just coming out of, out of nowhere and getting a head coach and a head coach job in the NFL. But Harbaugh's been a coach in the NFL. He has success. He's taken the point out in the NFC Championship game. He's taken to a Super Bowl. So Harbaugh does have success. And I can see why people would want to jump on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. But Harbaugh with a veteran quarterback in Russell Wilson. Harbaugh, former quarterback. He can he can certainly he can certainly know Russell Wilson's I mean he can certainly be beneficial to one to one Russell Wilson. Now again the offensive line, they've had injuries. They should have a healthy offensive line next year. You don't know the situation of Devontae Williams. Can he recover from the ACL injury? You still got Sutton, you still got Judy. Hopefully Patrick comes back. Uh Greg Dorch, a nice young tight end from UCLA, was involved in throughout the year. To be honest with you, this will be a good situation for Harbaugh. He'll have a a pretty decent football team in place if he came in. Now, again, I don't know how much what I'm looking for. I don't know how much say so Jim Harbaugh will have in a lot of matters, but the Denver Broncos, they have new money and they're willing to spend the money. And this will be a pretty good situation as far as talent up and down the roster. The Denver Broncos had the talent up and down the roster. For some reason, it just did not pan out this year. But I think Harbaugh would be a step up from Nathaniel Hackett. And I think Harbaugh, I think, could get the Broncos going in, in the right direction. Now, granted, he'd be a tough division, certainly with the Chiefs, Chargers, and we don't know what to expect from the Lakers next season. But, but he would be in a tough division. But almost a guy, Harbaugh could certainly get more than four wins out of a Denver Bronco, out of a Denver Bronco system. And the thing is, Harbaugh, again, we say, former quarterback, Russell Wilson, a veteran quarterback. I think Harbaugh and Wilson, died, you know, I think that could work. Because I really can't see Harbaugh, uh, I mean, I'm not saying Harbaugh could work with a young quarterback, but he'd be going to a better situation. Now, with the Panthers, Harbaugh would have a, a defense that has potential, has some, some some potential on that side of the ball. Harbaugh will have to work on the offense. You still need some off, you still need a couple of offensive linemen. Now your running game, there's no more Christian McCaffrey to speak of. You got Foreman and Hubbard. Do you keep them around as your one two punch next season? You got one talented receiver in DJ Moore that you can work on, but can you find a consistent number two? Do you let Terrence Marshall be your number two receiver going into next season? Do you go ahead and get a free agent, bring him in? Do you draft another receiver? And the quarterback situation, well, that's a huge, you know, uh, Sam Dowell's on, on the contract. The only guy I think you have on the contract next season is what? Matt Coriel from the University of Mississippi that you drafted. A man that was supposed to be a high draft pick, I think, fell, yeah, fell in the draft. And 
So you have to wonder would Jim Harbaugh be interested in the Carolina Panthers' job? Now, saying this much about this, you have to look at the, at that division. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay started a pretty decent team, but the field possibility there's no Tom Brady there next year. He might not be there. Who knows? Leonard Fournette, he could be cut. So to be honest with you now, granted the offensive line had injuries. It could be healthy by next year. There's still Evans. There's still Godwin still sitting there. The defense, the defense is not bad. It's still not that bad. But again, with no Tom Brady, because of course the, the Tampa Bay's quarter situation is going to be up in the air. You look at Atlanta. Atlanta's still got a long ways to go. Again, the one thing about the New Orleans Saints, now the New Orleans Saints, you don't know who the quarterback is going to be next year. Winston is gone. Um, I don't know if they bring Dalton back or not. Um, Alvin Kamara, he could be serving a suspension after what happened in the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, that could come about. Now, you don't know if Michael Thomas can or play for a full 17 games during the season or not. That's an issue as well. I mean, so if you start looking at it, Harbaugh would have to go in, sign him a quarterback right away. Now, sure, they'd be looking at free agents. You know, I'm sure they're free agents to look at. I'm sure Garoppolo's name would have thought about it as he usually does. What about bringing Derek Carr into Carolina? Now, if you get a little better offensive line play, you bring Derek Carr in, maybe bring in one more receiver to go along with DJ Moore, maybe get another, maybe you can somehow finagle the deal and bring in Darren Waller and bring him in from the Raiders with you as well. Again, you can see Carr, DJ Moore, another receiver, maybe Terrence Marshall, and if you can probably get, like I said, Darren Waller and the defense can continue to evolve and improve a little bit more. Maybe the maybe then the Panthers would have something would have something to work with. The but again, another possible sits out there is a team that the Jim Harbaugh used to play for, and that would be the Indianapolis Colts. To me, I think Jeff Saturday would be there next next year. Does Jim Harbaugh go coach the Indianapolis Colts? Now again. Again, my situation is quarterback. I mean, that's going to be the situation. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan could be done after this season. He may be gone. The quarterback situation may fold. He could probably be gone next season. Um, Grant Taylor will be Taylor will be will be healthy going into next season. The offensive line it needs it it needs it needs some work. Other than Michael Pittman, you know, I know you would be keen on receivers other than Michael Pittman. And to me, the defense, the defense side of the ball, I think defense side of the ball is not bad at all. Now, granted, Shaquille Leonard, their top defensive player, he missed most of this year. He should be back next year, healthy. So you have the captain of the defense back, but the problem is the offense is something that needs to be worked on. Now, another possibility about the Washington Commanders. They could have new ownership. They may kick Roethlisberger out without bringing Harbaugh in to coach the Commanders. Again, it's an interesting thought. An interesting thought there. Again, you have a couple of good run, I think running backs in Robinson and Antonio Gibson. But again, here there's no quarterback. I mean, right now, Wentz is gone. 
Hamilton was, I believe he's going to be a free agent. And I already have him a contract with Sam Howell. Sam Howell. You drafted him in the University of North Carolina. Are you going to make him quarterback next year? You know, on the offensive line, can you just really work? And the defense, can you get defense, secondary defense work on? But again, you never know. But again, the Jamal Ball train is starting to run. Now, to me, the best opportunity may well be the Denver Broncos because of the money. Because to me, the Broncos may have the most talent from top to bottom over the teams that Jim Harbaugh may get a, may get a call from. And Harbaugh, maybe Harbaugh wants to win sooner rather than later. And to me, the Broncos are given the possibility of winning sooner rather than later. If they go for later, I think the Carolina Panthers can be there for later. It depends on David Timber believes that Jim Harbaugh can turn this franchise, franchise around. But he would have to do a serious, he would have to do some serious work on the offensive side of the ball. But we'll see. We'll see in due time. We'll see in time if if Jim Harbaugh will become will go back to the coach. Or he just may he may sit in Michigan another and maybe one more year and try to get the Michigan a national championship. But the Jim Harbaugh training is starting to, is off and running. Denver Panthers They've already spoke of. They they'd like to have Jim Harbaugh, probably their next uh, next football next uh, football coach. We'll see. We'll see how that how how that turns out. Now speaking of the Carolina Panthers, let's talk about um, let's talk about the quarterback we just got to talk about. Maybe about thirty seconds ago, and that's Sam Darnold. Now this past week, this past week, I did see YouTube highlights of uh, Sam Darnold and. What I've seen of Sam Donald, it looked like Sam Donald looked like he was a halfway decent, a halfway decent quarterback. I mean, he was making nice throws, hitting you know, hitting his receivers. Um, he yeah, he had a little bit of scrambling ability. I mean, what I've seen of Sam Donald, like I feel like a respectable quarterback. Now, one has to wonder. The question has to wonder if Sam Donald would 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 the Panthers. Be interested in bringing Sam Donald back next season. Now, granted, Baker is gone. I'm assuming PJ Walker will be gone. And the only guy you got left would be, like I said, Matt Corral, who we drafted from the University of Mississippi. Now, now could you, is it possible that Sam Donald could come back to the Carolina Panthers? Yes, there's a possibility he could come back to the Panthers. Now, granted, I don't know what the money would be if the Panthers would consider bringing Sam Donald back. Now, granted, I get the Jim Harbaugh, I get the Jim Garoppolo's around there. I know the name Daniel Jones might get thrown around. Now, Daniel could go back to the Giants, but that remains to be seen. But the funny thing about it is, could Sam Donald wind up back in a Carolina Panther uniform? Now, as crazy as it sounds, it seems like the offense runs a little bit better with Sam Donald over Anthony Baker Mayfield or A.J. Walker. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, sounds weird, sounds odd, but it seems like the offense runs a little better without Sam Donald. Now, everybody thought when Sam left the Jets that he got some talent around him, he could be a quality player. Well, now granted this, it was when he came in last year to the to the Panthers, he had one Christian McCaffrey as his running back. And actually, with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, Donald got off to a pretty pretty decent start. Got off to a pretty good start. Once McCaffrey got hurt, offensive linemen got hurt, then Sam Donald struggled. 
Uh, if you look at like, you know, the original Christian camp and you speak about the offensive linemen, the offensive linemen, they're still not the best in the middle of the world. They're still not the best in the world. But it seems like they're saying, it seems like the same dominant. I saw a little Spaniard over there in the same dominant. I saw the same dominant between throw the football halfway decently. Now, he does have one weapon in DJ Moore they can rely on, but he's relying on guys like the Terrence Marshall, uh, Sky Smith. Um, he's relying on Tommy Trouble. He's relying on some guys, and he's relying on some other players. Now, one has to wonder, and it depends. Let's, let's say for the sake of the argument that, that the Panthers don't go out and get Jim Harbaugh, but they go ahead. And get you know bring back Steve Wilkes as their as their head football coach for next season, and Wilkes has made a pretty strong case about being brought back because he did a pretty good job, did a pretty good job with what he had, and he got the team that the Panthers on the verge of almost making the playoffs. Of course, they came up short this past week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but actually, heck, they were beating the Buccaneers. Uh, they actually beat the Buccaneers, and actually, and actually, uh, and actually. I can't really blame Sam Donald. I gotta blame the Panthers defense. I gotta blame the Panthers defense and not Sam Donald. At least that's to my naked eye. I gotta blame the you know Panthers defense for not for not for not coming you know for not coming up when they need to come up. I mean they had you know they had they had Tom Brady, you know, they had Tom Brady down. You know, they had Tom Brady down, they should have buried him and had a chance. Yeah, they got Jimmy Slim. I mean, what I mean, you know, the offense line has not been great all year for the for the team. Uh, they, I mean, um, they did an okay job with Fournette, but they let Rashard White run on them. And my gosh, you let Mike Evans for what two hundred yards through a touchdown. Chris Ballard had a good day. I mean, you let Tom Brady beat Tom Brady. And to me, the Panthers did, but the, and the Buccaneers have a decent defense. And Sam Donald did a pretty good job on pretty good job on the Buccaneers defense. Someone has to wonder. Fact is, if Steve Wilkes comes back, do you bring Sam Donald back because of because he has a better system? It's simple put. Now, I can see Sam coming back, but I don't think that the Panthers would give up a lot of money to bring Sam back. And I think if Sam was smart enough, he would listen to the Panthers and need to bring him back. Sam, if he was smart enough, would listen to what the Panthers had to say. Now, I can't see Sam price himself out. I can't see Sam. Tell the Panthers I want forty million a year. I don't see that happen. But if but if it was, you might the Panther fans might be sitting there and think about it long and hard. I know some. I mean, I mean the best guy to go get would have been would probably be Derek Carr. He'd been the one that probably would have had. But but I don't know if I see the Panthers going to get Derek Carr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I can see. I can see maybe where you might land Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, could Garoppolo be an upgrade for Sam Donald? He could be because Garoppolo just had playoff experience. Now, I think Donald's a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy has the, the experience. He does. He's been to the playoffs. He's been to the Super Bowl. You know, Sam Donald can't say that. I mean, what about Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, I can't see Daniel Jones in the Panthers. If he does, he would have to go back to the Giants because... The only guy that seems to got that seems to get Daniel Jones to play play some football is the new head football coach New York Jones. But Andre, but yeah, he's the guy that seems to seems to got Daniel Jones to play solid football. So to be honest with you, 
some false centers is to go back to the giants. But you have to remember the giants can afford both Daniel Jones and Barkley. That's a question only Giants brass can actually answer. But for Sam Donald, wherever Sam Donald goes, I mean, Sam might be a starting quarterback for you in a franchise, but he'd be a backup quarterback for somebody, right? If you start looking at guys, I mean, you start looking at teams, what is he going to do? What about the Washington Commanders? Well, there's no, there's no Heineke. There might be no Wentz next year. Does he, does he, does he go to the Commanders? Now, I don't, now, I can't see him going to the Commanders and making Washington, Washington contender. I don't see that happening. Again, what if they don't bring? What if Daniel Jones doesn't come back to the? And what if Daniel Jones cannot come to some kind of agreement? Can Can you bring Sam Donald in? Can you bring Sam Donald into the New York to the New York Giants? Now you got to remember, they got Taylor Taylor. They got Taylor Taylor as the backup quarterback, and Taylor knows the system. And to be honest with you, they would need Sam Donald. They could probably put Taylor in. As a starting running back, starting quarterback, excuse me, and then who knows, I mean, who knows what else, what else they could do after that. I mean, I don't think I see Sam coming in backing up Taylor Taylor. I don't really see that. So then what do you got? Philadelphia? No, right? No. Giants? Excuse me, the Packers? No, I don't see the Packers. Detroit? I don't see, I don't see Detroit. I don't really see Chicago. I don't see Chicago. Minnesota, I don't see Minnesota. Kirk Cousins will be back probably for another year. Again, the Saints. We don't know if he get to the Saints. I see him going to the Saints. I don't see him going to the Saints. I really don't. Winston will probably be on our football club next year. Andy, maybe they involve Dee Snodge with the Saints in the offseason. And you bring him back. So I don't see Sam going to the Saints. Atlanta? It depends. Atlanta? I don't see Atlanta. Um, I don't know about Marcus Mariota. Mariota is um, Mariota is uh, not is not with the team. I didn't know he got hurt. He went home. Some some speculation was maybe Mariota he was going to lose his job to a young man young man Desmond Ritter, and he was going to he was he took his ball and pretty much went home. That's some speculation reports, but reports also that he was injured. So, again, I don't know if I see Donald going to Atlanta. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really see that. Do I see the Fanners? No, I don't see the Fanners. I don't see anything else. Now, I'll take that back. New Orleans, Baker was, I don't know if I see anything else now. Unless for some reason, they convinced Baker to come back and be Stratford's backup. Now, the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been interesting too. Brandon Kyle Murray, hopefully he'll be well. Now Colt McCoy, I don't know Colt McCoy's contract situation, but let's see who got rid of Colt McCoy. Let's see who got rid of Colt to bring in Sam Donald to back up Kyle Murray. You know what? I can I can actually see that Sam Arizona backing up Kyle Murray. But now you wonder will Kyle Murray feel threatened that Sam Donald's in town? Then again, with the Cardinals, you have to wonder, is Cliff Kingsbury going to be out of out of Arizona? And if that's the case, can the Jim Harbaugh name be dropped in Arizona? It's a possibility. Then again, I've heard rumors that maybe Sean Payton could go to Arizona. It'd be an interesting, very interesting carousel this year. 
Hey, Arbon. It's interesting. But completely inflated, the authentic sand, the authentic Zenon could never tear on you. Yeah, I'll give you to that tear on. And he had to do a course of the same day. Everybody's like, well, do you all do all wrestling and then you know, pull Dibiase for being brought in back in the 80s? He always said everybody has a price. Well, that's very true. What was Zenon's price to be the state of the with the Panthers. And to me, I think if, if Steve Wilkins Steve Wilkins is given the job to return as the Panthers, I could see Sandon coming back and maybe be the starting quarterback. And maybe Matt Coyle, Matt Coyle if he's healthy, maybe he becomes the back of the Sandon. If not, maybe he's going to be a veteran. I don't see Harbaugh coming and being a veteran backup. I don't see that. But I can see maybe even, I don't know, maybe going to get a veteran backup quarterback. But yeah, I can see Sam coming back to the Panthers. Same with their assistant. Same as, you know, Sam Pierce getting all his teammates. Yeah, I can see Sam coming back. But of course, that has to be for the price the Panthers want Sam Don for. Now, let's talk about the team that the Panthers actually lost to this past summer. That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With the win of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, secure the NFC South crown once again. Now, of course, this past week, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. He threw, um, you know, he threw what, three touchdown passes to Michael Evans, and then Mike Evans have had not quite the year as the hooker that he did, that he did last year. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things clicked on Sunday, and Tom Brady and Michael Evans were back in sync once again. Uh, Chris Godwin has quietly had a pretty decent year. Chris Godwin got off to a slow start, and that was because of an ACL injury that developed late last season. And um, it, he took a little bit of time to get into gear, but once the ACL injury was completely healed, he was able to play like Chris Godwin. Now, again, we all have a story with the Buccaneers. It seems like every time they turn around, the offensive line is going down. They have you know, they lost some free agency, lost a couple of free agents to them. You lost your starting center. Ryan Jensen, you know, and yeah, before before preseason, you lost him in camp. And every time you turn around, it seems like the, the offensive line is going down for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people credit that as a situation where at Tom, and Tom Brady struggled this year. Didn't play it to Tom Brady's standards, but that was the offensive line. Now, Leonard Fournette hasn't played like Leonard Fournette. Now, it appears to see they have maybe a young running back of a future in Rashard White. Um, again, they still have the weapons. They still have Ralph Fournier. Now, again, some people think that maybe Brady may have scrawled Gronkowski. I don't know if I buy that really. I don't know if I buy that really. The defense. Defense. It's had a lot of injuries on the defense side of the ball. And the defense has kind of struggled from time to time because of injuries and being surely inconsistent. But, a lot of people, of course, and Tom Brady has dealt with off-field issues and his divorce, and, and Tom has not played up to his own standards, and Tom and Tom Brady knows that. But again, we're 45, 45 years old, and like we all say, fall time catches up to, to everybody. I don't care who you are. Eventually, fall time taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, dude, it's time. And one has to wonder, 
as Tom Brady finally, as time has finally come up. But before his time comes up, it's interesting to see what Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can do going into the playoffs. Now, I don't know how the playoffs are going to shape up, who the Buccaneers might play, you know, the up is the, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But if you sit down and you look at the teams that are in the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you start looking at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles have struggled the last couple of weeks. I get that. But I said, but the thing about the Eagles is they will get Jalen Hurts back for the playoffs. And the defense has been the real issue the last couple of weeks now. To me, could the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Philadelphia Eagles? I've got my doubts. The Eagles only struggled the last couple of weeks, but I think the Eagles can beat the Buccaneers. Now, what about the Dallas Cowboys? Now, the Cowboys have one of the better defenses in the league. And I think they could, I think, man, with that offensive line, yeah, I think they could put, they could certainly put pressure on one Tom Brady. Now, depends if Dak Prescott doesn't throw but two, three interceptions in the game. But I think the Cowboys can get past the Tampa Bay, Buc Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Giants make the playoffs. Now, the Giants, now, I can sit there now, I can sit there Brady, Beating the New York Giants. Now, the thing is, this, the thing is, to me, I think the Buccaneers defense can do enough to stop Arthur and put it on Daniel Jones, all on Daniel Jones. And if that's the case, then I think that could be a problem. Problem. Brand Daniel Jones has made some strides this year, but I don't think it's I don't think it's quite enough to let's say knock off. Knock yeah, knock knock them off. I don't I don't see it. I just don't really see it. Um, the Giants defense has shown signs, but again, their secondary is questionable. And if Tom Brady can get any kind of time whatsoever, I think Evans and Godwin can have a really good day, or even Russell Cage can have a decent day against that secondary. Yes, they can get past them. Now, I look at the Minnesota Vikings. Now, could they get past the Minnesota Vikings? Yes, they can get past the Vikings because I'm not really sold on Vikings defense. And if Brady can play like he did against the Panthers this past week, I think Evans and Godwin and company could have another solid game. Defensively, I think Justin Jefferson could have a good game. But then again, the Vikings are getting injured to their offensive line at the wrong time of the year. And I think the Buccaneers can produce enough pass rush to knock Kirk Cousins off his game. So yes, I think they can beat Minnesota and beat the Giants. Now, what if Green Bay somehow snuck in the back door and made the playoffs? Could they beat the Green Bay Packers? Yes, they can beat the Green Bay Packers. Defensively, the Packers have not been what they're supposed to be this year. Now, they played well this past week against a pretty good Minnesota offense. But it depends it depends if the deep it depends on the Green Bay defense is going to show up. And to me, to me, I think Tampa Bay's defense could do enough could put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And I think they could do enough number to stop A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So, yes, I think they could beat Green Bay. Now, if we go into the, what about the San Francisco 49ers? Can they beat the 49ers? To answer my question is, no. I don't think they can beat the 49ers. Again, I know Brock Purdy, and I know he's going to a third-string quarterback, and the Buccaneers have a decent enough defense to give Purdy fits. 
But the bottom line, you gotta stop Christian McCaffrey. The Eagles are drafted the playoffs. Uh, you kill. Good enough offense, even with a third-string quarterback. Defensively, the 49ers have one of the better defenses in this league and could give and could give Tom Brady fits. Not saying that Mike Evans or Chris Godwin could have a decent game. I think they could, but again, that bad offensive line, the 49ers can get after you. The answer to that question is, I think the 49ers beat them. To me, I think the Eagles could count on them, and the 49ers could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So to me, I'm not saying Tampa Bay going is not going to go in the, in the playoffs. It depends on who they play. It really all depends who they play in, in the first round. Now, if they play someone like the Giants, maybe Minnesota's a possibility, or you know, or maybe a Green Bay slides in the back door. Could they beat them? Yes, they could beat them. But I think when you start getting further on into the playoffs, I really believe, I really believe that if they play an Eagle team. Maybe even the Cowboys or the 49ers. I think these are teams that they will not be able to beat. Now, I know that Brady's looking for that elusive eighth Super Bowl ring. Now, to me, it's going to be a tough task for him to do. Against, like I said, against certain teams, yes, Tampa Bay can pull it off. But to me, don't look for Tampa Bay to get no, don't look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get no Super Bowl. And I think this could be what will be the last run for Tom Brady. As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now Tom wants to continue. Rumor is he wants to continue on. Now many people are coming for his agent, and of course we always hear the, we've heard new rumors that maybe the Raiders, Vegas, Vegas would be interested in his services. Tom Brady working with Josh McDaniels again. Now that seems like a realistic possibility. Do you resign Josh Jacobs? You got Devontae Adams. But again, can a forty-six-year-old Tom Brady? Take the Raiders, Raiders over the top. Can you beat Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert? You know, can you, you know, can you, can you, can you split with them? Can you beat them both twice? They'll go against hopefully improved Russell Wilson. It, it, it would be a competitive game once again, competitive AFC West next year. But I mean, anything's possible in each other. What potential possibility that Tom could go to? But for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's not like a known possibility that they're out there to beat somebody. Yeah, there's a, a good possibility that they could go out there and maybe win one game in the playoffs. But I think after that, yeah, I don't think the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers pull it, pull it off. But again, we've seen crazy things, crazy things in the playoffs. We've seen wild card teams make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Raiders did it once before. They were, of course, they were still in Oakland when they pulled that off. Or either one of them might have been the Los Angeles Raiders and went back to Oakland the next following year. But the Raiders have done that. So it's not, again, they had they did win the NFC South crown again. But again, out of all the division winners, yeah, they may maybe the weakest division winner. But it's not something that it cannot be done. And for Tom Brady, like I said, this could be the last hurrah for Tom Brady for some crazy oddball strange reason. If Tom does, does somehow can get Tampa Bay into a Super Bowl, he win it. And yes, it's probably time for Tom Brady to finally hang it up. There's nothing left to prove. Because it would be it would be an interesting end to a Hall of Fame career. But for the Buccaneers and for their fans, I gotta be honest with you, there's a chance. Yes, there's a chance you may win a playoff game, but you're not getting in the Super Bowl. You're not getting past the Eagles, Cowboys, I think even the 49ers. 
that's all I have for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.